don't know. I think he's really nice, but we were having lunch and it quickly devolved into me realizing he was the most boring person I have ever spoken to in my entire life. I feel like that's how a lot of first dates are, though. No, it is. And I'm sure I came across as really boring, too, because once I realized, I was like, oh, um, okay, let me try to match the mood. Because that's what I always do. I always try <laughs> to match the other person. And so it was both us sitting there being like, hmm. So how's your week been? Mm, same. That sounds pretty brutal. Yeah. but That's why I just, like, don't date. It was free food, though. <laughs> free food is nice. I know. Free food is nice. But, well, anyway. Yes. Um, welcome. This hello, is... Hello, hello. Yeah, episode four. Gosh. I... It's... Dang. I cannot believe we're already here. It feels like we just started this. It definitely does. Um... Well, I am Brittany. Oh, and I'm Tyler. Yep. Sorry, don't want to. <laughs> Forgot to do that. Introduce ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's been this. Is, we are now recording on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. so this is kind of intense. Both of us. Uh, I know I had a long day at work today. Yeah, we usually do these on like a Saturday noonish. So, but uh, nope. Not going to work out this weekend, so we're doing it Wednesday after work. Yeah, because someone, me, has to go out of town this weekend. And someone, me, has someone visiting it from in town. From out of town. Whatever. (laughs) From out of town. (laughs) From out of town. She's going to be in town from out of town. There you go. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. So, yeah. I guess, you know, quick overview. Oh, yeah. um, Last week. Yeah. Last week we talked about uh, poisonings. Poisonings. Yes, that was our theme. Poisonings. Yeah, and I had the fake case. I know. who Like, girl's not <laughs> real. So, Britney's doesn't count. No, it totally counts because it was a really cool story. Okay. I don't even... Oh, I don't well. even care. All right. Well, lots of fairy tales are cool stories, but whatever. I mean, most fairy tales are actually, like, horror tales. I know. Honestly, we could probably tell them here. We... <laughs> yeah, no, for real. We are like, and then the Little Mermaid jumped off the ship and killed herself in the sea foam. Yeah. The end. And then I know, like, Sleeping Beauty is, like, super dark, because I guess... She gets pregnant while she's, like, sleeping. Yeah, well, and constantly raped, raped. Yeah, I know. It's such a dark... That's one thing that fascinates me, which is a weird word, but it's kind of, it's kind of fascinating how they took these really fucked up stories and turned them into, like, Disney princess stories and, like, all these yeah. amazing... But they're based off of these that's fucking... What... Yeah, horror were, stories. Yeah, but they're in the public domain, so it was free for Disney to do that. They didn't have to like come up with their own story. I mean, I guess with how much they changed it, they totally did have to come up with their own story. But pretty much, basically, it's just like okay, we have this mermaid who sells her soul to uh, you know, a drag queen, basically, <laughs> and you know, for a man that she has to have. You know, one thing I still just don't Ugh. understand is like why did she not? This is like one of those plot holes in a Disney movie that drives me crazy. The Little Mermaid is my favorite. Love that movie always and mm-hmm. forever. But like, we know Ariel can write because she signs her freaking name. Why doesn't she write oh my God. Prince Eric like See, a letter? I th- I thought that that's where you were going with this. So in my head, I was thinking, well, um, she probably never learned how to write. But no, she totally signs her name. She knows the English alphabet. Yeah. And presumably English. 
What if it turns out, like, she gets her voice back, girl does not speak English. I guess she would realize that. Being, <laughs> being like, oh, Prince Eric, and then he, him saying something, and her being like, nope, what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, my story... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yours was much better. It was. I guess, if we have to say better, because it was true. But it was yes. babies. It was, it was yeah, it was Janine Jones, uh, nurse who poisoned babies. And... Uh, because of the fact that mine was real and involved babies and was better story, uh, I won last week. So, which means I got to pick the wine this week. Yeah, and I picked our theme, which I'm really excited about. This theme it was kind of a fun one to research. But um, so this week we're going to be talking about murders that shook small towns. When murder happens in a small place, it has a pretty big impact on that. Oh, it just, it's, the way you set that up sounded like you were going to try to rhyme, like when murder happens in a small place, everyone does an about face. That was horrible. I know, I know, I was trying to think of things about a place. Space, mace, case. Disgrace. Disgrace. It's a disgrace. Anyway, so um, we're each going to be presenting cases on that topic. Yes. But I guess before we do that, let's uh, open this bottle. Tell us about this yes. wine that you've selected. Well, first off, I want to say that in choosing our things, we didn't just pick like, oh, this murder happened in a small town. Like it, right? It was the fact that it shook the small town was like the important factor in it. Yes, yes, that that's really what um, we decided will set these cases apart from. I don't know. Ooh, so you know, it'd be interesting to do as a topic in a future date. What, like murders that shook a big city. So like when there's I don't know, like serial killer roaming murders New York. Murders that shook the world! Oh, I mean, okay, but I don't know, ones that like gripped a city. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, like, I'll probably just do OJ. I'm no, just kidding. Everybody knows world. about that. I know, which is why I said okay. the world. <laughs> well, alright. Um, anyway, so this one. So this week, it has been so insanely hot. This week. It has been the hottest week of the year so far. I want to die every time I go outside. Y'all, it 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 hasn't been that bad. He just this is his first summer in Austin. It's humid and it's like a hundred degrees outside. It's hot. I don't like it. Um <laughs> also I don't drive to work. I walk to a bus stop and take the bus and then walk across downtown to get to my job. So I'm outside for a half hour. In the morning, it's fine. In the morning, it's like 80s, whatever, I can do that. I know, I saw you walking to the bus this morning, actually. You did, I know. I was trying not to get run over crossing the street by the car that was in front of you. <laughs> I know, they were driving so fast. I know, he was like, flooring it. That's, that's my brother! <laughs> and then he... I rear-end him. <laughs> and then it pushes keep... the car into me. <laughs> no, you just keep walking, you're like... Shit, like, well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, go. I'm, gonna I'm gonna be late, so I'm gonna get out of here. Uh, except no. not because the bus was early, which means I missed it, so I had to set the bus off for like twelve minutes. Oh. Anyway, coming walking home from work to the bus stop and then from the bus stop home, awful. It's like <laughs> five PM. It's a hundred degrees outside, everything's awful, I can feel my skin burn. So because <laughs> of that we chose to, instead of um, our normal go-to red... We didn't red, choose. You chose. I chose. I made the <laughs> the royal we. I made the executive decision to, instead of our usual deep reds, which I love, 
We're gonna do a light, refreshing Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, too bad we can't record this out on the patio, though. Oh my god, I know, but that would be no. pretty noisy. It would be. The street's not too far away from my uh, balcony, and uh, there's also a bird that lives on my balcony. Mm -hmm. So we she named would, her Judy. Yeah, her name is Judy, and she'll. She would probably definitely want to make a guest appearance. No, she would. She would probably tell us her own bird murder story, but we're not doing bird murders for this topic. Like, that's, that's a later one. That's not the theme. <laughs> so anyway, the wine I chose is a Prophecy Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, Prophecy actually has a bunch of different wine varieties, but uh, we chose Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, so this wine, it it's a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, so it's like the best ones. That's one of those things, like a lot of wines, I'm like, oh, you know, is there, there's a difference in taste, but is one really better than the other when it comes to different areas? With Sauvignon Blanc, New Zealand's the best. Like, I've never had a bad one from New Zealand. I actually didn't know that. Like, as someone who... I learned that seldom... in my wine class wine class oh that you took when you worked at a when i was a server yeah no that's awesome um all right i'll remember that because like i like i was saying i don't drink a lot of white wines so i don't ever really look up like where to get the good ones so mm -hmm. sorry tell tell me more about this wine because i want to taste yes. it so this one actually comes from the marlboro region of new zealand are the cigarettes it, made there i don't think so okay and it's also one of those words that i don't know how to pronounce it whether, no matter how clearly you speak, Marvel sounds like you're <laughs> mumbling. <laughs> or you swallowed your tongue. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. Marvel. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we haven't even had any wine and we're already there. But this one is supposed to have aromas of grapefruit, lychee, or lychee. Lychee, I believe. Lychee. I believe. Oh. And lime zest that lead to flavors of mandarin orange and green apple. And it ends with delicate notes of mineral and white tea. So, so that's a lot of shit in this wine. It is. So I want to know something really funny. Before really. I um, really started <laughs> drinking wines, and I think like before I was actually of legal drinking age, you know on the <sighs> labels, it before I drank on labels how it describes all these different fruits that it tastes like mm -hmm. i thought that it was made out of those fruits yeah i didn't realize until i was like 19 or 20 or whatever that the only flavors in wine are grapes like people aren't throwing in like some lemon zest and some white tea into <laughs> no. making it it's just the grapes doing that yeah just which ridiculous. is actually really cool yeah um anyway my favorite thing about this bottle is we haven't opened it yet, so I don't know if my favorite thing will be the flavor, Ooh. but it's the art on it. And um, we will definitely share a picture of this on our Instagram. I'm going to get one right now. Okay. Oh, we have an Instagram, everyone. Oh, yeah, we do. We just opened that one up recently. It's um, Blood and Wine Pod, same as our Twitter account to make that easy. Uh, so check I, out this wine. I would judge you if I thought you shoehorned that in, but I know that actually you just forgot until right now because same. Yeah, I did not shoehorn that in. But the artwork on this bottle, it's... All of their bottles have different artwork on them. And this one, it's like a queen or something. She's got a real big dress. Gorgeous. And it's actually um, a work of art by Victo Nye. Uh, mm. She's a New York-based, award-winning illustrator from Hong Kong. Anyway, oh, wow. it's gorgeous. There's so much detail. I know. 
but let's open her up. Yes. And one, also, first one thing one. to note, this is our first twist top, which does not mean it's cheap. It means it's easy. Also, let's see if we've Just got like a nice, nice twist. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. So it's it's not a pop, but it's a twist. <laughs> okay. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, we're going to drink it all. It's true. Yeah, it may be Wednesday, but that is not going to keep us from drinking plenty of wine. Yeah, we also definitely got two bottles again. Yep. I I tried to say one would be enough. But you did, but we I know us. We know us. All right. Cheers. So, cheers. Don't. Oh, let me smell it. I'm smelling too. it. It's like peachy. Oh. Ah, it's so fruity. Love it. Cheers. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that is. Oh, that's a summer that's wine. That's fresh. Yeah. That's. I think that is like why I, I like love that. Sauvignon Blanc so much because they just taste very fresh, very citrusy, very. I don't know, nice without being sweet. Yeah, I. I mean, I like it. I'm not even lying. I actually really like this. Mm -hmm. Because you're, when you choose a white wine, you're more of a, like, a real oaky, buttery Chardonnay, right? Oh, yeah. Which I cannot stand. Most it's, definitely. Oh, it's like drinking oil. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've got our wine open, I want to hear about your murder that shook a tiny town. Shook All right. And this murder did leave this town shooketh. 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 All right. Le shooketh. Le shooketh. We've only Lay. had two sips of wine and we're here already. This this is what happens on our Wednesday night recordings. Work just like grinds us work, down. Work, work, work. That, yeah, it doesn't take much. I've mm -hmm. kind of pretty much already lost my mind at work today anyway, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> this is just, a, it's, a, it's a different side of me. Oh, yeah. I. Hi, this is the side you see every night, though. At yeah. when we're like cooking or watching TV. Yeah. Anywho, so mine is the murder of Georgia Cruz. So I want to preface it first. Uh, most of my info actually came from articles in the Orlando Sentinel. Okay. Um, so newspapers and stuff, but online because ugh. <laughs> you didn't go to the library. I didn't. I didn't through. get the microfilms. I think so. I think that's what they... Do they still I, exist? I don't they know. They do. They do. I'm sure they still have them. Do they still make them? Anyway, off topic. So, this occurred in the town of Montverde, Florida, uh, which is a really small town, approximately uh, like 30, 40 miles west of Orlando. Mm -hmm. And when I say small town, I mean like small. During the 80s, it had just under 400 people in it. Oh my god. So it's this like, is a really small town. It's like a village, basically. Um, and it was kind of the quintessential small town of the 80s. I mean, people left their doors unlocked. Everyone knew everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone felt safe. I mean, it was just that kind of small town. Uh, but in 1980... Um, it would be the scene of a murder that would shock, like, everyone. Yeah. 
So Georgia Cruz is a twelve year old. She's a fifth oh, grader. Oh shit! I was picturing like this adult woman. I oh no! It's oh a child. my god! Yeah, she's a fifth grade student at the elementary school there. Um, she lives with her mom, dad, and her two older brothers, Charles and Tony, who are like 15, 16, something like that. Right. Um, and she's 12. So they're all pretty similar in age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on April 8th of 1980, mom, dad, and Charles, uh, go out on the nearby lake uh, to go fishing for catfish. Mm-hmm. Um, super common because dad was actually a commercial fisherman and the whole family loved fishing. It's like one of the things they did. Yeah. Um, usually they all went together, but not always. The This time, Georgia and Tony stayed home. So, between 5.30 and 6 that night, she uh, decided to take the dog on a walk and go to the town's convenience store. This is actually where her mom worked. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's about a mile away from their house. Uh, but she wanted to get some candy before she was going to, like, spend the night at a friend's house. So she wanted to go to the store with the dog, get some candy, walk home. Yeah. And when I first read that, I was like, damn, little girl, like, walking by herself, like, a mile. I thought about it, and I'm like, she's 12. And it's the 80s. I don't, like, I think that's so common. Plus, it's a small town. Yeah. You kind of got to walk. I mean, think about, and maybe, I mean, we weren't, like, 12, but I, I remember we took long walks to, like, Taco Bell. Yeah. I, okay, I say long walks. That's not a long walk. That's a really short walk. It's maybe a half mile. Oh, maybe. But yeah. Mm. And we were also in the middle of a suburb. Most of that walk was through a neighborhood. Yeah, but, I know. But. Because that's what I was saying. My first reaction when I read it was like, Jesus, but she's 12. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not something I would ever, like, even blink an eye at, I guess. Mm-hmm. Plus, she had the dog with him, with her. And she promised that she'd be back before dark. Apparently, she was, like, really scared of the dark. So, oh. like, oh, yeah. No. She's going to be back before dark, like, of course. Right. Um, oh, she, she's so innocent. Yeah. She never made it to her friend's house or even to the store. Holy shit. Yeah. It's only a mile away. And it's, like, through town. Because this is the town's only convenience store. So, I'm assuming it's, like, in the middle of town. Yeah. So, when she didn't arrive home, like, in an hour, Tony, like, started rushing around the neighborhood, calling her name. Um, outside, the dog was sitting at a crossroads. It was, like, just <gasps> down the street from their home and, like, wouldn't move. Like, it was just sitting there in the at, in the street, not moving. Again, just down the street from the home. Like, a couple houses down. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, when the mom and dad returned, they, you know, Tony's freaking out. That's one of the brothers, right? Yeah. Tony's the one that was staying home with Georgia. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's freaking out and he's telling them like, you know, Georgia hasn't come home from the shop. I don't know where she is. Cause at this point it'd been a few hours. Oh my God. And so they called police and by midnight a search was underway. Yeah. So the family and... Um, the search party, they all got together and like shoulder to shoulder started trudging through the woodland, the or- the woodlands and the orange groves, like looking for her. Mm-hmm. A bloodhound and even a helicopter were called in um, for the search. Yeah. But no one could find her. They- oh my gosh. Like no one could find any sign of her. Oh my God. 
This is scary. I know. Yeah. I need another drink. In the next few days, the community, like, rallied together to bring her home safely. And almost half of the entire town's population got involved with the investigation. So half the town is out there looking for this girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether, like, handing out flyers or, like, physically being part of the search party looking in the area. Nobody in the town saw her, like, with anyone else. Or getting forced into a car or, like, anything strange. This girl just vanished. Jesus. Two days after she disappeared, her parents, grandmother, and the police marshal's wife each received a separate call that went, that said about the same thing. Okay. The the caller said, hello? Yeah. You know that girl you're looking for? Yeah, the 12-year-old? Yeah, she's dead. And then hung up. Each of them received oh this God. call. I mean, they're freaking the fuck out. Right. Because what the fuck? This, at the time, because it was a small town or because it was the early 80s, they couldn't trace the call or anything. Like, that's, they oh couldn't God. do anything about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is insane. And I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that about how they couldn't trace the call because... I hadn't thought about that. It's sometimes mm-hmm. like when we're talking about these cases that happened, you know, I was about to say so far back, but this is the 80s. It was quite a while it was ago. 40 years ago. Yeah. So, but it's like you, you forget all of the modern things that we have nowadays that they didn't then. And like, even just think of like seeing the number and Googling it. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Like, that is something that would literally be my first instinct right and that wouldn't i mean unless it was even something that they thought to write the number down during the call they probably would it would be gone forever or actually would they Uh, did they even have caller id yeah i don't know i don't either well and also like just thinking of i don't know what what stuff they had in the 80s i don't i don't either you know nowadays if something like this were to happen Georgia would probably have a cell phone. She probably has an iPhone or an Android, and they could try to track her there that way and then at least get some type of evidence or something. Yeah. You know, like she wouldn't just literally just vanish. I mean, I say that, and these things still happen. They do. But even if it's like she didn't have her phone in a small town, like, I feel like the brother would have been like, I don't know, here, take my phone and call the house phone if whatever yeah anyway if, if anything happens if you need me yeah um because again the family was like close and her disappearance hit her brothers but especially tony really hard well i'm sure he felt he felt responsible because he was like i should have gone on the walk with her i should have like... shouldn't have let her go and he very much like is blaming himself for this for her disappearance. Well, and he was what you said, what, 15? Mm-hmm. So he's only three God. years older than her. Oh. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine how tortured he probably still feels. Yeah. Jesus. And I, I read somewhere that, um, because his birthday was like a few days after this. Oh, fuck. And like someone had made him a birthday cake or gotten him a birthday cake. And like to this day, he won't eat cake like he can't stomach it and i'm like well that's the memory it's associated with 
Yeah. That doesn't mean birthday anymore. Yeah. So that was a few days after. I mean, have the, did they find her? Like, I'm getting tell- there. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> I'm getting there right now. Like right now. Okay. So on the April 16th, um, a family of four was taking a shortcut uh, between their apartment complex and a Kmart uh, in Castleberry, which is like 30 miles away from oh. this town. Oh. So shortcut, like walk through a field in between like apartments, oh. shopping center. Yeah, you see where this is going. Yeah. Uh, while walking, they noticed like a really horrible smell. And they were like, what's this? Like, what is that smell coming from? And when they looked to see what it was, they found George's body. Uh, She was found face up, one leg bent at the knee, and her body was so decomposed that it needed to be identified by medical and dental records. How long has this been? So they found her body on the 16th, and she disappeared on the 8th. So it's only been like a week, but it's the Florida late spring. And did... Okay, I didn't realize bodies decompose that quickly. But I guess if she was outside the whole time? She's out in a field, so, I mean, like, the sun, the weather, animals. I mean, I'm sure all of that. God. Yeah. Oh, God. So. Literally, like, I feel like it's one of my huge fears. Like, I know we talk about this stuff all the time, but if I were to find a body, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't even, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't even. No, that... Yeah. Yeah, pour more wine. This is... I this one's heavy. This might be the most intense... Well, shit, it's hard to say that, but this is super intense. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Because of the state of decomposition, um, the fact that she was ID'd by, like, dental records, her parents never saw her body. I mean, that's probably good for them. Yeah. I mean, there are good things and bad things about that. Um, Because for the next two decades, like, a small part of her mom had hoped that the girl that was found in the woods wasn't Georgia. Since she hadn't seen any proof herself. Right. Uh, But in the early 2000s, they actually did a DNA test on um, a small piece of bone they had kept. Because... She oh. had actually been cremated. After, oh, but they they kept a, a yeah. Piece. They kept the bone to do any like further tests, you know, toxicology, anything, or as like science and all the stuff improved, maybe they would need it. Right. Um. So they did the DNA test, comparing her mother's genes to the bone sample, and the DNA was a match. It was, it was Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. God. Hmm. <sighs> Yeah. And you were saying the mom was hoping for, like, the better part of a decade that that... For two decades. Oh, God. But they did this test in the 2000s. Oh. So, Georgia had been stabbed once in the back. Um, an autopsy did conclude that she had not been sexually assaulted. Well, which I guess... I the fact that we're like, oh, good. Oh, good, she wasn't raped. Like, fuck. Good, she was just murdered. But, I mean... I mean, less yeah. for her to have to go through. Yeah. And it 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 looked fairly... She was stabbed. There wasn't much of a struggle and stuff. So it at least it did seem to be a pretty quick thing. 
Unfortunately, her parents actually first heard about the discovery of the body from a friend who had been watching the news. Oh, shit. Wait. Yeah. So... Well, I guess if they did know it was her, no one had contacted them. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, that evening, by the time the police knocked on the door, the family, they already knew what the police were going to tell them. Jesus. Oh, that's the worst. Like, how fucked up is that? I mean, I guess it's not easy to hear it from a... I mean, actually, now that I think about it, it's not easy to hear from a police officer. Maybe it is easier hearing it from a friend. You know, it it depends on delivery. Yeah, definitely. Just being like, hey, guys, I saw this on the news. You all might want to prepare yourself or something. Yeah, yeah. Because I can imagine if the police showed up, their first thought would be like, oh, my God, they found her. I mean, like, they did, but not in that way. Yeah. But anyway... The town was, like, I don't want to say the town was shook because I said that, but it the, it was devastated. Yeah, I was going to say, the town was devastated. Um, and since there were, there weren't any signs of a struggle, there weren't any signs that, you know, someone grabbed her, the only evidence they found were, like, her footsteps in the gravel road, like, leading away from the house as she walked towards the store. So, everyone thought, like, the murderer has to be someone in in town. Has to be one of the residents. Yeah. Because who else? Because, one, with it being such a small town, you know, Mr. Barnaby from down the street, you know, pulling his car up next to Georgia. Like, that's not going to be weird. Right. Yeah. To Georgia, to anyone who sees it. I mean, that's not even going to be something you remember. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone's like, basically, which one of us was it? Yeah, like, who did it? And who this, did it? And remember, this town is less than 400 people. Well, like you said, like, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. And this, like, to put it in perspective how small this town is, the police marshal is the only police person for the town. And that's not even his full-time job, is being the only police person. He also did security at SeaWorld. Oh my god. Because the town is so small, nothing happens. Right. Like, he would do his day job at SeaWorld and then come back and do police stuff, like, at night. And be, I guess, on call. Oh my god. So he didn't even do it during the day. Yeah. He was... Oh my gosh. Okay. Or, I mean, I guess it could have been flipped around. Like, he could have been police officer a day and been, like, maybe a night security guard. But I don't think so. No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I think it was more of him being, like, policey and available at night because he... You know, for the most part, wasn't needed. Right, right. And even even during this, like no one called nine one one. No one saw anything. Well, the, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. You told me that like there was no sign. She just vanished. There was no yeah. sign of foul play. No any of that. She no, just she vanished. just vanished into thin air. Oh my god. So one of the main suspects in her killing was Albert Lara. Who like came into came to their attention in September of 1980, so five months after she was killed. Okay. Um, he was actually incarcerated in prison at Fort Madison, Iowa, for uh, murdering and sexually assaulting a 15-year-old Jill Annette Peters when he uh, called the county sheriff and confessed. Wait, so 
He calls to confess, but during that five month period, he'd already like raped and murdered someone and then got put in jail for it. Yes. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to read his confession because it's fucked up, but also the details he says are important. Okay. I turned off what seemed to be a gravel road, well, a paved road, half and half, and 300 yards or so, I spotted a girl there. I pulled over, pulled over on her side. She was opposite me, and I started talking to her, asking directions. And while I was talking to her, a car went by. After the car passed, I grabbed her, got out of the car, and threw her in the car. Drove up about two, maybe 300 yards, and spotted a house, so I turned around. I drove down a couple miles or so and pulled over where a bunch of trees were and kind of hid my car and threw her in the back of the, I guess, the trunk or whatever. Then I drove on, found some trees, sat there and drank some beer, thought a while, and then I took her out of the trunk and put her in the back seat. I guess I commenced to rape her or something. She started struggling. She got away. I grabbed her and at the time my right hand found an object an ice pick or a screwdriver or something, and I stabbed her on the lower back. Oh my god. A couple things to remember is in the autopsy, they first found no evidence of a sexual assault. Right. And there was no evidence that she struggled where you would if you were trying to get away and stabbed with an ice pick. Yeah. So his confession was actually found to be inconsistent with the evidence, and he was ruled out as a suspect. He fucking made that shit up. What the fuck is wrong? Wait, so do we believe that he actually made that shit up? Yeah. Okay. What the fuck is wrong with someone who does that? I don't get that. I, I do not I understand either. criminals or or people who are in prison who confess to something they didn't do when they're already in jail. Like, why? Well, to like, me, to me, usually it's to get some kind of, like, more clout or reputation in the prison or whatever but that would make sense this before but it's maybe but to me that would make sense if you were saying like you killed a convenience store guy you killed a cop or you know something killing a child like that in prisons they have to put you in like a special area for your protection if you get found out that you were a child molester or a child murderer because the prisoners will kill you so why you would falsely confess to that i mean i guess he already had truthfully raped and murdered a 15 year old so but no i don't get it i don't understand why nope no no no, there there is no part of me that understands that there's no part of me that understands anyone who would do anything like this and then but it's it's just as sick to say you did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, not it's, just as sick, but it's, it's still it's not, but it's, sick. It, it's not just as sick, but it's so fucked up because this person has to, like, imagine themselves doing this and put themselves in the story and make up some of these details. If I'm like, what the... What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Um. So after he was found to, you know, be making that up and was ruled out as a suspect... The case went cold for 30 years. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So in 2013. Oh my god. Yeah, recently. recently. Um, investigators announced they had found a new lead. They had. How, 
this amazes me. I gotta say, when they find a new lead after thirty years, it oh, blows yeah. my mind. That's so cool. Oh yeah, and this one is really interesting. So they had been reviewing the case, and they came across a photograph of a cross necklace that she that Georgia had been wearing um, when her body was discovered. And initially, they just thought it was a necklace she had received from her grandmother for Christmas. Right. Um, which was a gold, you know, pretty delicate little cross. Okay. After looking at the pictures and stuff, it wasn't the same necklace. Wait, so what she was found wearing was not was the one Was not her? the one her... Was not her necklace. Um, what? Originally, back in the 80s, they had shown the necklace to like family friends who knew that oh yeah George always wore a cross necklace she got it from her grandmother that's what that is yeah after reviewing this showing the family like more pictures of the necklace they were like that's not George's necklace that's not that's not a necklace she even owned yeah it was not hers so the necklace they found actually appeared to be handmade from motorcycle parts how the fuck they can get that from a photo from the 80s? Because I, I don't think they had the necklace anymore. They might still. But I'm yeah, pretty sure no, a lot of this is coming from the photo. Like photos. Shit. Uh, but yeah, it was made from motorcycle parts. And, you know, they strongly think that that necklace is key to identifying her killer. Unfortunately, since then it's also gone cold. They don't know who did this? They don't know. It is unsolved. No. Oh, my God. I So I can't believe you brought an unsolved case. I yep. had no... Oh, I thought I was going to get some type of resolution. Nope. Um, so, yeah. So, the murder of Georgia Cruz that devastated this small town. And to this day, it is the still most likely... That it was someone in that town. Uh, because just the fact that nobody saw anything. No new faces. No strange car. Nothing new. Which is something that in a small town you notice. Like How? you notice when there's a new car or a new face. You do. How terrifying. Or how terrified do you think a ton of these people were. For years. Mm -hmm. Knowing that. You know, it was most likely someone from that town who did it, and they don't know who. I would, I would fucking leave. Well, it's, the thing is, the scary thing is, someone in that town knows what happened because they did it, and everyone in that town knows who knows that person. They don't know that they're the person that did it, but everyone knows everyone. So your friends, you know, the person you see every day at the diner or. You know, the the store owner, the pharmacist. So maybe it was them. That uh, Someone you see every day yeah. could have killed this 12-year-old girl. Do you ever think that, like, maybe someone knows something? Like, there's got to be someone who knows something, but for some reason they, they won't or can't or think they can't say something? Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's like if everyone knows everyone, how literally... Could something happen and no one's no one see? Oh yeah, or no, or because I feel like people like to think that secrets can stay secret. Oh, secrets never stay. Someone always knows your secret. Yeah, like, like there's 
there's not any single piece of anyone that you are the only person who knows that. Right. Even when it's about you, someone else knows. Well, and it's like, even if you didn't tell them, whatever that secret may be, there are other people either involved or like surrounding it or that you you had to go see like if it was like a doctor or something mm-hmm. depending on what your secret is like there's always someone else who knows and so that's what kind of blows my mind is it's like for 40 years someone has known something and nothing has happened and i well, can't believe this poor girl has that this case has been cold mm-hmm. yeah so in the you know in the town of 400 people they know it was one of their own. They know the killer is one of their own. And yet, the case is unsolved to this day. Well, yep. that uh, definitely affected that town. Yes, it did. For sure. I am... I feel like I have, like, chills. That story, oh my god. Yeah, me too. That case... I'm honestly not really sure how to follow that. Yeah, it's, um, that was by far the hardest uh, one so far for me to research. Just reading in the details and then in my research I found a lot of quotes from the family and I, it it was just a lot. Yeah. Um, so with that being noted, I'm Can gonna, we open the second- yeah, I'm gonna pour us our second glass. And sec- well, second sec- glass, second bottle. I'm like, I have had two glasses. I now, love this wine. Though. I'm really impressed because it literally, I mean, you know, I'm not a red wine or I'm not a white wine drinker. I'm a red wine drinker. And so Same. this is like really surprising me that I'm enjoying it so much. Yeah. We didn't talk about the flavors we could taste in the wine, but I really got the citrus and the white tea finish like that i got the citrus i didn't really taste the white tea but do you drink a lot of white tea? see i drink white tea every day at work so (laughs) oh then that's it's like my go-to all right cheers yeah cheers these white wine glasses don't do a really good they don't they don't cling very well all right my turn your turn so what is your crime that shook a small town so mine is the Coons, K-U-N-Z, family mass murder. Oh, okay. More yeah. mass murder. All yeah. right. I did a mass murder. We forgot to say our corrections from last episode. Oh my God, we did. We even <laughs> talked about it before. Okay. We talked about it right before we hit record. Um, and but it just hit you. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you had some corrections. Yeah, I had quite a bit of corrections. Granted... In the last episode, I did preface it with, I have no medical training. Except My for medical Grey's knowledge <laughs> is Gray's. So, uh, got a lot of the, the medical stuff wrong. The first one I got wrong, which I'm pissed that I got wrong, because I knew it was wrong right after. You have four chambers in your heart. I said three. No. And you, you agreed said with me. Two. I said two, and then we agreed on three. But yeah. you have four. You have four chambers in your heart. Secondly, Typhoid, well, Typhoid Mary was a carrier. Um, One of the big ways that typhoid is spread is through, like, feces. Similar to cholera. So, fucking Mary's back. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, God. But, um, yeah. So, that's why it was considered a poor people's disease. Is because of the poor water conditions and stuff in the, like, inner cities and stuff. People not and washing it, their fucking hands. Well, also, at this time, mostly it was the water. Like, because people, like, dumped shit in the streets. Like, actual shit in the streets. Yeah, no, I knew it. And, meant. um... At the time, rich people who lived on estates and stuff had, like, wells, like, private water supplies and stuff. So they didn't have to worry about that stuff. Anyway, third correction, I said a pulmonary... I got a pulmonary embolism and an air embolism mixed up. Air embolism's a bubble. Pulmonary embolism's a blood clot that that usually forms, like, in your legs and stuff. And can travel to, like, your lungs, heart, brain. Anyway... So, Those were my big corrections. So when we started talking about vertical limit, was that an air embolism in that yes, movie? Yes, that was an air embolism. Okay. We had no need to talk about it, but it did get us I onto Chris O'Donnell, so I it's okay. I don't regret it. I don't I either. Don't, I think it's fine. So I used Ranker, Mysterious Heartland, the Chicago oh, Tribune. Fuck, sorry, there's a bug in my <laughs> wine. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Got my Joe. <laughs> Yes, I just flicked a bug onto your floor. That's probably on my fucking bed. Sorry. So I used Ranker, mm-hmm. MysteriousHeartland.com, the Chicago Tribune, again, the internet, mm-hmm. uh, Reddit, because really, if you haven't looked at Reddit for our research, you are missing out. Okay, I guess I'm missing out. Yeah, and then also the WSAW news station, which is in Wisconsin. So a few articles. um, Wasals. Wasal. Wasal. So, my murder. Mm -hmm. It happened in Athens, Wisconsin, which is a town of less than a thousand people. So not as small population-wise as yours, but the entire town is less than two and a half square miles. Dang it. So it's tiny yes um on july 4th in 1987 you know it's a fun day july 4th it's after the fireworks like everyone's having a grand old time especially in a small town like oh celebrations like that like the whole town comes out yeah no exactly and like just you know a happy day but for the Coons family, it did not end on a very happy note. I wonder where that could lead. Yeah. So the next morning. So July 5th. July 5th. Mm-hmm. Clarence Coons, who was 76. Mm-hmm. Irene Coons, who was 81. Mm-hmm. Marie Coons, who was 72. So all like elderly siblings. Yeah. yeah, they're all siblings. Oh, okay. Elderly siblings. And Randy Coons, 30. Was he like one of their children um he was their nephew oh okay they were all found dead in their home with two 22 caliber bullet holes in their heads shit yeah marie was found on the steps just kind of going into the house randy was laying on the kitchen floor um irene was sitting in a chair in the living room and clarence was in the bed fuck yeah so kenneth coons who was Randy's brother, Randy's older brother. Randy's the 30-year-old. Randy's the 30-year-old. He was the first person to find them. 
Fuck. So he also lived on this property, but not... So, like, they all lived together in this one house. Mm. The three siblings and the nephew. And the nephew's mom. We'll get to that later. And then Kenneth lived in his own kind of, like, trailer house on the property. Okay. On the property. Um, He had, you know, come home from the bar, whatever. He fucking finds his entire family slaughtered. Fuck. To make, like, matters even worse, like, after finding all of that, Kenneth noticed that his mom, Helen Coons, who's 70, was missing. They didn't know where she was. Oh, God. And, um... It, obviously, you know, being like the sole survivor, Kenneth was initially suspected that he did it. Yeah. But once it was found out that Kenneth was of very limited intelligence, suspicion started to fall on Helen, who was still missing. Because oh. she's gone, all of her siblings, and one of her sons. Are so it's dead. like grandma murderer because she's like 70 right she's 70 yeah um so one thing i found at the time back in 87 that detective harold bean said we have about five six seven different theories that we're basing the investigation on and one of them calls for the possibility that helen could be alive and the possibility that she could be dead so they literally don't know where she is they don't know she's alive she's dead she did it she didn't do it with this being such a small town and this entire family being slaughtered, yeah. like, obviously this affected the town. And then with Helen missing, that's just another additional card. Well, they're, like, they're older people, so I'm assuming they were probably, like, very involved in the town. Oh, my, okay. You, let me just, okay, let me I'm just assuming. get into a little bit more. Okay. Because they're, they're a very interesting family. Okay. Like I said, the community was so shocked by these gruesome murders. Normally in this county, Marathon County, the average murder is one a year. Mm. So this being, you know, five individuals, I believe. Five? Hang four. On. Four, four and in, one missing. Four and one missing. Like, they just... They didn't know how to handle yeah. something like that. So people started locking their doors, which, you know, something yeah. they didn't bother with before. And they, they, they didn't trust each other. They didn't know who did it. They didn't know where Helen was. Yeah. This is just like... Um, but what's Fuck. even... Yeah. What's even more shocking, though, is that nobody really seemed to know anything about this family. Oh. Wait. In, seriously? In, in a small, small town? town? Okay. Yes. They were very reclusive. They didn't have any friends, no acquaintances. That's... Nobody knew anything about them. They kept to one another. That's interesting, because, like, like our dad lives in a small town, like, real small town. And it's interesting when we go to visit just how much everyone knows about each other. I mean, we'll be sitting, like, I don't know, after church or whatever, be like, "Mm, that's Helen. She's da 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 da. Or these yeah. random, even on like the nice side, these random people will come up and be like, oh my God, you must be Tyler, you're Russell's son. I mean, it's true, but also it's like looking at a twin. So it's yeah, really not hard for I know. to deduce that. But like, how was, you know, this very specific thing about your life? And I'm like, who the 
hell are you? Like, oh, well, your dad and me, uh, you know, I w- helped him bail hay or something. And I'm like, oh. our dad does not bail hay. I know, but I, but I was just saying. trying to think of like <laughs> a random relationship. Yeah, just like but, want to put it out there. Our dad is not a farmer. He no, does live on land. He does have chickens, which he, I, okay. can I just say? Oh my God, we're going to get into chickens. No, but can I just say? Eggs will never be oh. the same for my entire okay, life. Okay, that's where you're gonna no same. But okay, by the way, our dad owns chickens. He has like seventy and has named them all. They are. I think he stopped naming them. I don't think he did. Oh, well, I really don't think he did because when I talked to him about them, he's like, "Oh, well, Hickory's doing her thing," and I'm like, "Who the hell is Hickory?" <laughs> She's the big white one, but not Snowball, not this one, not this one, the other one. Well, okay. It's obvious to say these chickens are not for eating. They are for egg laying. But seriously, though, every time... We've been replaced. uh, Pretty much. I mean, with our mom, she replaces with the dogs. Their dad, he replaces with the chickens. Fuck. This is what adulthood is like. You know what? Learn to love yourself. It's the most important lesson you can learn as a young adult. Because no one else will. That was too dark. Whoops. <laughs> anyway, so basically, no one knew anything about this family. Yes. And the big fucking question was, why are four elderly siblings living together in a tiny home? Well, three elderly siblings and they're... Nev- oh, four no, no. elderly... Oh, because Helen. Helen... Yeah, that's weird. Why? No, okay, fair. So... I'm imagining, like, the four old-ass people in, uh, like, Willy Wonka. They're all in the bed together. God, it's exactly like that. Well, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, is By it? what I'm about to say. Because I feel like this one ended in murders. That one en- ended in child murders in a factory, but it's a little bit different. I mean, a little still ended in murder. It did. Oh, my God. Which is never talked about in that film, by the way. The fact that all those kids died, the fat kid drowned in a river, little bitch fell into, like, a big old goose hole, the blue bitch exploded, (laughs) (laughs) there were other kids, one of them got- bitch, her name was Violet, like, come on, at least remember that one. (laughs) The, uh, the little kid, I guess, got shrunk or something? I guess he's alive, he's just small. Yeah, he's just tiny. Yeah. Anyway, TV. child martyrs. So, sadly, the story of the Coons murders didn't... You know, the what started being talked about wasn't so much the murders. It was this family and how oh. they lived. See, fucking small towns. I will say, if you live in a small town, awesome, great. I would never want to live in a small town. Me either. Like, I, especially after, and I'm going to name plug him again, reading Stephen King's Under the Dome, small town politics, fuck, it's good. I let you borrow it, but I have it on Kindle, Um, Mm. which, you know, it would be so great if we get like, I don't know, an Audible sponsorship or whatever. We haven't mentioned Trader Joe's yet, Trader Joe's, but anyway, (laughs) no, Under the Dome is real good, but it goes real deep into like small town politics and relationships. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. It's Hmm. really good. It's a slower one. It's also like 900 pages. Like, actually, not, I think it's like 907. It's fucking long. Okay, that's literally describing like 89% of Stephen King's books. 
89%. Yeah, the other 11% are his small novellas or Carrie like, is like 200 pages. Yeah, Carrie's pretty small. Also, if you want to separate The Green Mile with how it was actually released because that one was released in a magazine in multiple volumes. Oh. And so now it's a book. So like you could kind of say that one was shorter, but I digress. Never read The Green Mile or seen the movie. Oh my god. You would love it. I mix up, okay, and you're going to stare me down and murder me for this. I mix up The Green Mile I'm not and murder you. But... And then the one movie that Eminem was in. Eight miles? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I Those are nothing alike. I know. I know. But I always keep thinking, like, huh, Eminem really did that song for that, like, prison death row movie? That's weird. <laughs> Mom Spaghetti. Yes. But then I'm like, wait, Tom Hanks wasn't in a rap battle. No, Little Ed, I don't, like, just confuse the two. I combine them. And I'm like, that's the same story. It's just like, you know, different people. And maybe like, I don't know, that was Tom Hanks' character when he was younger. Again, have seen neither. Okay, so we're going to make a compromise literally right here. Readers, please hold us accountable. I will read The Cell. You will read The Green Mile. You've had Cell. Her copy of Cell is mine. You've had it for literally something like eight years. Okay, it has not been that long. It's been like four. Um, I'll give it it's been like four. No, because I did not have that with me in New York. Okay, whatever. But that's our homework. Readers, hold us accountable. We will touch base with you in probably six months when we've actually done We'll touch base with y'all by episode 20. Before episode 20, we will have read them. Because we're really good at holding ourselves to deadlines. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour more wine. Yep, pour more wine. And then... What the fuck were we talking about? Oh, uh, Small Town. Yes. So the Coons family lived on a 108-acre property. Fuck. Six miles west of Athens. So They they're... owned the whole six miles west. Like, wait, how big is 100 acres? See... I don't know. Fuck. This is why don't you say square miles? Like why or not you specifically, but like <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like I don't know how big an acre is. Someone could Okay. Fun fact, I actually do know the origin of the acre. It's the length one ox could plow in <laughs> one day of work. So, like, you were full of interesting information and also, like, really fucking boring shit that is somehow still interesting. <laughs> yes. So, originally an acre is the length <laughs> an ox could plow in a work day. Oh, my God. Which meant it differed. I don't know how they by standardized the it. Yes. <laughs> they just, like... By the ox, by the area. They an average, I'm sure. If they know any math. I mean, probably. But, like, in my mind, if you were, like... How big is an acre? I'm like, I don't know. Is the parking lot outside an acre? Is it a third of an acre? Is it three acres? I don't, I have no idea how big an acre is. I think Mama lives on like a The half World acre. Trade Center footprint is one acre. I know that. Hmm. Mama doesn't live on half an acre. A fourth? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> we just died. We, we need knocks. <laughs> We just need an ox to walk. Oh, an ox. We do. And we'll be like, oh, fuck. That took a fourth of a day. Huh. 
Okay, one acre. But also, <laughs> the length of an acre is how much one ox could. So, think. Daddy has five acres. Just do the length of his whole property. We're taking ox a fucking work week. <laughs> oxen are lazy as shit. They Fuck slow. oxen. They slow. Bitch, I could plow that. <laughs> okay, well, probably not because I... I don't go to the gym as much as I need to. I only go twice a week. But... Hey, twice better than zero. I mean, unless you're talking about, like, how many times you've used crack. (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, when it comes to the gym, twice a week is better better than none. Anyway, we're... Can I tell you about this family? I don't know. Can I interrupt you again? No. Okay. So, okay. They lived, um, like I said, in a 108-acre property, which we don't know how large it is, but it's pretty big, six mm-hmm. miles west of Athens. Okay. Their house was really old and in a really shit shape. Like, Ew. terrible, Ugh, tiny house. Um, to make matters worse, they were hoarders. Ugh. So, about that smell? Probably, yes. Oh, my God. There's probably, like, dead pets in their shit. Maybe. There's probably shit in their shit, anyway. There was no running water. What? No furnace. What? They're in Wisconsin. All the food was cooked on an old wood-burning stove, which is what they also used to heat the house. They're going to die of carbon monoxide poisoning. Well, they didn't. They died of murder. (laughs) Okay, well, had they not, they only... You know what? Their their time was a ticking. They didn't have a bathroom. The outhouse was in the woods. Ew. Why do you get to take a big old shit at like three in the morning? You go out to the woods? Ew. I, I don't think so. That's old, There's shit in their house. Old cars just littered the property. They could buy a bunch of old ass cars, but couldn't buy some furnace. They were hoarders. They like hoarded them. Fair. Just kind of an example of what was found in the house. Again, stuff is all over the place. After investigators looked through the house, drawers, boxes, out in the open, they ended up finding $22,000 just laying around. You know how much I'd give anything to pull $22,000 out of the fucking couch? I would give $21,999 to pull that much money out of the couch. You would keep it dollar? If, yeah. How cool would it be if I reached in and pulled out a dollar? I would give that or less. I wouldn't start my bargain with that. <laughs> I mean, but, I'm just thinking, if I found $22,000 in the house, I'm going to buy a fucking car. In cash. Well, first off, same. Second off, you have a car. I don't. Third off, I do want to mention that, like, one, we've had a bottle and a bit of wine, so... But I do want to say that like you know we might joke and tease and stuff but like hoarding is like it is a compulsion it is it's it's like a disease it is and you know they definitely suffered from it um this this house was barely fit to live in and as you can tell you know there were how many people did we say but they're not Five people living yeah. in this tiny quarters with without these common amenities that well, most people have. They're not, or at least they. I mean, they found twenty two thousand dollars. Like they're not poor, poor, or at no. least they have. 
maybe they don't have much money in the bank, but they have that 22000 like, especially in rural Wisconsin in the 80s, I feel like that's a lot of money. Well, and nothing in my research said anything about them being poor. They just all lived together and were hoarders and like just didn't have but just didn't this have very... the amenities. It sounds like they didn't care. They didn't want them. Hmm. Which, you know. Don't have a wood burning stove in your house without proper ventilation. You'll die of carbon monoxide poisoning and or gunshot wounds to the face. Yep. Uh despite the fact that they were hoarders and that their interior was very unkempt in this farmhouse, they did have a few modern conveniences. Um, which is kind of surprising. It's like, you know, no furnace, but we've got a TV and a VCR. So they had cable. Uh-huh. What? No, no, no. Well, satellite. I did not or... say they had cable. Wait, what? Why the fuck do you have... Okay. TV and a VCR. So when the home was searched after the murders, an enormous library of sexually explicit videotapes was found in magazines. God. So there's porn... All over the place. Um, old pe- mm, that's weird. Yep. Old people watch porn. You know what? That you know what? I take it back. That's not weird. Old people can watch as much porn as they want. They're people. Um, you might take it back after I say this next thing. The police believe that the family watched it all together. That's weird. As I a do take it back. Yep. That's weird. Don't do that. Yep. Yep. Maybe they watched it for the plot. I'm just saying, there are some videos out there that you're like, oh, the plot. Oh my god, they're making a salad. You've it's seen the salad. Not like it's porn. Like, no, haven't. I have not seen the salad porn. <laughs> I don't want to see the salad it's porn. Not, it's not what you think. It, it's, it's a thing. It's on the internet. It's a meme now. I don't want to see this meme even. I'm scared. It's so I'm just going to continue to go on. Yeah, to, okay, continue talking about family watching porn together. So, you know, how I had told you that the police were a little bit suspicious of Helen, who at this time they still could not find, mm-hmm. that their suspicions were further pushed by the fact that Helen had made a remark to a store clerk a few weeks before all the murders happened and her disappear- disappearance, um, when she was getting a toaster. Random fact, that's what she was buying. Okay. Um, she mentioned that she was pretty upset with her family for watching dirty movies. On the VCR. It's a weird ass thing to tell a shop clerk, but honestly, from when I worked in retail, it's not surprising. Yeah. People tell you all the things. I will say, it's interesting that with all this, they're not necessarily homebodies. Or at least, I guess, Helen isn't. I mean, I guess someone has to go out and get the groceries. And yeah, okay, I guess this isn't nowadays where you can, like, have Amazon deliver it and shit. So, okay, fair. True, true. So, another uh, interesting fact. I don't like that pause before interesting, but okay. Um, Apparently, the family was very much into incest, which may have been why they were living together. Oh, my God. Wait, is this why the the Survivor Brothers, like, have limited intelligence? Probably. Gross. So, prior to their deaths, um, Helen was sleeping in the same bed as her adult son, Randy. That was a 30-year-old oh. who was murdered. Um, Clarence, Marie, and Irene, all siblings, slept together in the living room. Oh, what? Yeah. So, Kenneth, the guy who found them all, the son who found everyone. Yes. Uh, he was, like, Helen had him when she was only 15. 
fuck. Yeah, and at the time, a neighbor was convicted of impregnating her and sent to prison. Like, rape. Okay. And so, you know, like, neighbor was convicted, raping this young girl. She got pregnant. She had the kid. Yes. Um, however, Kenneth never believed that that is what happened. He was um, told that Clarence, which was his uncle. So Helen's brother. Mm-hmm, was his father. Oh, fuck. Uh, he believed that Clarence was also Randy's father, his younger brother. Yeah. He didn't, he, ne- he never knew yeah. for sure. That was just how he always felt. Um, he would talk about seeing Helen, his mom, and Clarence, his uncle, engaging in sexual activity when he was young. So, like, he was witness to these things growing up. I know, in this, like... Yes, I... Side note, um, no matter how small the town is, uh, don't fuck your family. Uh, There's, uh, more fish in the... Fuck anyone else. Don't fuck your family. Like, literally anyone else. Like, literally... Literally anyone else. If the town is that small, there are other people that are horny, too. Just fuck anyone else. Don't fuck your family. So, you can kind of see why this case became about the family and not their deaths. At first, I was judging the town like, oh, come on, guys. That's fucked up. No, I get it. Yeah. It's still fucked up because, again, they were, like, all fucking murdered. But also, fuck, damn. I'm not going to say y'all weren't good people because y'all were weird people. So, kind of, uh, I mean, I I say, yeah, I I don't mean to dismiss that, but yes, they were very much their own, uh... Yeah, weird is not, weird is, uh, is mean sounding. I'm not gonna say weird. they're just... You don't fuck it, no, weird. Incest is weird. Incest is weird. Incest is weird. Don't do it, y'all. Don't do it. Yeah, we're gonna move on from that. I don't want to bring up this topic anymore. No, I'm done. So, um, prior to, like, the town, I guess, finding out about the family and about all of their uh, recreational activities Mm -hmm. with one another. um, Ew. (laughs) For some reason, phrasing like that, even grosser. I know. So, again, they couldn't find Helen after the murders. She is missing. Okay. The community rallied together... They're hoping they can find Helen. They want her to be found, like, alive. They created... <laughs> Shit. They want to find her because they want to find her. They want to find her to be like, okay, girl, so what? No, <laughs> like, girl, is, what? I just said this was before all of that came out. Oh. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I know, because you were still stuck in that, which I get. Yeah. Totally fair. So, no, they were like, they created t-shirts and buttons that said, where's Helen? Oh, and nice of them. there was this massive shoulder-to-shoulder search that they did in the fields, the forests, the swamplands, like, all over this 100-acre farm. They were trying to find Helen. I want um, a shirt that says, where's Helen? Where's Helen? I want that. Where's Helen? If we create a brand store. Where's Helen? I want a shirt that says, where's where Helen on that brand store? Where's Helen? I think y'all might buy it, too. Maybe I would just buy Anyway, sorry. We'll just create Where's Helen shirts for each other. Yes, we'll create Where's Helen, fucking Mary's back. Fucking Mary's back. That's my favorite one. I want to wear that one to work. Sick. Well, I can't. I don't can't. have a co-worker named Mary. It'd be great. I can't wear it to work, either. Okay, well, I don't know. 
Um, anyway, sorry. Anyway, so they also had a specially equipped FBI airplane that scanned the area. Tr- <laughs> what? <laughs> I forget. Okay. I forget how in certain ways technology was so advanced in the 80s. Like, fucking FBI spy planes be like, where's Helen, where's Helen, where's Helen? But also no caller ID. Like, what? I mean, y'all. Great point, great point. Um, They even searched, like, wells, abandoned shacks, um, a garden behind the farmhouse. Like, they literally, they were using, like, sensing devices. Every single thing they could do to find Helen's body. Damn. Because at this point, they're assuming she's dead. I mean, they don't know. Like, her whole okay. family's dead. It would make sense that she's dead. Yeah. There's obviously hope that she's not, but it would make sense that she's dead. Yeah. Um, neighbors in all directions were being questioned and interrogated, and, like, they're just fucking trying to figure out where is Helen and what fucking happened to this family. Yeah. Regardless of how fucked up they were, what yeah. happened? Unfortunately, about nine months after the murders, Helen's body was Shit. found. Yep. Nine months. Shit. Long time. So it's, like... Most of the way to being a skeleton. Yeah. Um, near a creek in Medford, Wisconsin, they found her body. She was also shot in the head. Mm. Same weapon. How so, far away is Medford? Um, I'm not sure. I think it's a, a little... I, I'm not sure. Okay. We'll just say it's a ways out. A bit A bit of... A, as the crow flies. Yes. Okay. It's as the crow flies distance. All right. Um, this new kind of like grisly piece of evidence, it only made things more difficult. Like it complicated things further. Yeah, well, yeah, because now someone probably took her and then shot her in a creek. Yeah. I why mean, did they, they take her? Like, why didn't they leave exactly. her with the rest of the people? They left everyone else. Why was Helen in a different location? Fuck. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of things that surround what could have possibly happened to this family. Um, but I do want to take a moment to kind of talk about the Coons family and how they grew up. Okay. Um, so the Coonses, which were Helen, Clarence, Irene, and Marie. So all four of those siblings. They were the children of Ignatz. I-G-N-A-T-Z. Okay. And Anna Coons. Why, for all history, women have had normal names? What if? No, why? Like, you read Bible stories, and it's fucking, like, Ignatius and Jane. I mean, I don't know. Cleopatra had a pretty unique name. John Mulaney had an interesting bit on this. He said basically exactly what I said before, but he said it first. Anyway, sorry. Cleopatra had an interesting name, but she's also fucking Cleopatra. Of course she did. Yep. She also, I'm sure, had friends that were like Elizabeth and Audrey. Maybe. I, I want evidence. You got, okay. find her. Find her friends. Okay, I'll find her ancient Egypt Facebook. I mean, it's out there, I'm sure. Mm, yeah. So, in December of 1905... Ignatz and Anna were living with Ignatz, and I apologize if I'm saying that wrong. I, I don't know any other way to pronounce it. They were living with his mom, Mary, um, still in Wisconsin. So one evening, Anna came home. Um, Ignatz was away at work, and 
they found the mother-in-law dead. So Mary, oh. dead in her bed, bludgeoned to death Fuck. by her other son Oh, who lived in the home, Jay Wenzel Koontz. Wenzel ended up living his days out in an insane asylum, as did the third brother who was actually institutionalized before Mary's murder. So two of her sons are in the insane asylum. Soon after all of this happened, that's when Ignatz and Mary moved to Marathon County. They're in Athens, where Ignatz worked for this logging company. Mm -hmm. They raised their family, so all four of these children, in an 18 by 20 crudely built log cabin. Fuck. Yeah. They were isolated, poorly educated, and there was mental illness running rampant in this family. And yeah. I, you know, th- these these siblings only had themselves. Yeah. Well, I'm starting to think like if that's what happened to the mother, you know, that's what their uncle, you know, their uncle bludgeoned their mother to death, went to insane sign their other uncle also in an insane asylum. I mean, one, asylums at this point in time, it's not difficult for people to commit you to an asylum. Right. But I'm starting to think, like, yeah, there might have been something, like, genetic, like, going on. Like... Well, with, like, all of their, you know, kind of the mental illnesses, the mental disabilities running in this family... I would not be surprised if incest did not begin with these siblings, if it was something that was kind of in this family line. Yeah. Um, But, you know, all they had was each other. And that's why, you know, this, like I said, this was kind of in the early 1900s when they were, when they were kids. And then now it brings us to 1987 and they're still living together because that's all they know. They don't know any better. Okay. That makes more sense. It does. Like, they went through this excruciating childhood where um, their grandmother was murdered by their uncle. Then they had, like you were saying, the uncles in the insane asylum. And the parents tried to bring them out of that and then raise them in this tiny, tiny space. That's six people in this 18 by 20 cabin. Well, and they're also... That's falling apart. 10 to 20 or however the fuck they were. And then the, like, Great Depression and Dust Bowl hits. Yeah. I don't know how much Wisconsin was affected, but I also know it is the breadbasket. Or it's in that, considered in that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, shit. Childhood sucked. Yeah, so pretty rough childhood. And it it makes me kind of pause, honestly, I will say, and have a moment of, like, sadness for this family. Yeah. And how... I mean, yeah, they were crazy fucked up, but their cards were kind of dealt before they really had a say in it. Yes, in a lot of ways, they did with what they did what they could with what they had, and they had each other. And you know, maybe there was something in their lives, you know, with the hoarding, where they felt like they had to hold on to things. Back to, you know, the murders and what yes. happened. Uh, there are many who believe the murders by the Coons, of the Coons family were the work of someone named Chris Jacobs III. He was a local small-time criminal who knew the Coons family. He used to, like, buy and sell old, old cars with them. So, like, that okay. car lot I told you about that they had on their property, okay. he was kind of involved in that. 
Um, the police felt that they had enough evidence against Jacob based on the fact that there was this robbery motive because of all the money in the house. And they brought this case to trial in October 1989, so a couple years after the murder. Mm-hmm. The state's strongest evidence placing Jacobs at the scene of the crime were some tread marks left by tires that two experts say matched the ones on Jacob's 1974 Dodge Charger. Uh-huh. So, Jacobs was telling investigators that he was in his car the night of the killings mm-hmm. until about 11 p.m. And that's when his mother said he returned home. Okay. Well, did they know, like, when the... Like, they have a timeline for when the killings happened? Yes. Okay. So, the killings happened at about 10.30. So, right oh, before okay. he said he was home. Um, he has no alibi witnesses... For the time of the murder. Okay. So the defense told jurors that it would have been impossible for Jacobs to have killed the Coons family at 1030, buried Helen in a swamp that was 18 miles away. So we, we do know how far away the town was. Yes. The crow flies. Guys, you heard it here. The miles. crow flies 18 miles. That's how long a crow fly is. But... Okay. But so basically, he was saying like it would be impossible for Jacobs to kill the family, bury Helen eighteen miles away, and then be home by eleven p.m. in thirty minutes. No, I mean, okay, that's like true. that's impossible. Yeah, that's yeah. What if Helen like floated down the creek or something? I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Mm. So um, the defense attorney decided to challenge the tire tread evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just, it was extremely complex. And he was saying there were disagreements among all these experts about these tire tracks. Okay. So we've got like timing, tire tracks, blah. So Jacobs had a gun that was similar to the one that was used at the crimes. Mm-hmm. And the ballistic expert concluded that 29 of 101 of the 22 caliber shell casings found in Jacob's bedroom were fired from the same rifle that fired the nine shells found at the murder scene. So sorry, that was a lot of numbers. So wait. <laughs> okay, let me break it down. Yep. He had 101 shells in his room. Yes. 22 or whatever. Of 29. Which, 29 of which were from the gun that killed the people. Yes. That the gun that saying. killed the people killed them in nine shots. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Jesus. So many numbers. But Jesus. so there's some what evidence the f- going on there. Clean your bedroom. Seriously. Yeah. Who the like, fuck has 101 ew, shell off. casings? Ugh, okay. Um, experts concluded that the rifle was most likely a Remington Nylon 66. Mm, of course. And... This type of rifle was purchased by Jacob's mother in 1977, but it's missing. Okay. Missing at the time of the crime. So, the defense lawyer told jurors that the murderer could have been a member of the the Coons family. Yeah. Um, You know, this family being a group that lived together very closely in this tiny house. They watched X-rated videotapes who Randy ordered. Mm Mm-hmm. Through all these X-rated magazines that they had piling up in the house. Oh, fucking 80s. And Helen was the one who told Randy to order them and who paid for them. Ew. So, like, 
there's just so much shit going on that the defense is is arguing that someone in the family is responsible for this. Yeah. You know, that's kind of their the case that they're building. Yeah. Um, however, the evidence based on the tire tracks and the shell casings for Jacobs were purely circumstantial. And he was acquitted of all five counts. Fuck. Yeah. So, in a surprise twist mm-hmm. to this case, um, a jilted ex-girlfriend of Jacob's said that he told her that he did these murders. He confessed oh. to everything. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So, they, they then decided to bring him up on new charges, but he could not be brought up on the murder charges because of double jeopardy. Oh. Yeah. Shit. Which, which, for those who don't know, um, it means that you can't go back to criminal court on a case you've already been found not guilty of. Oh. So because he was found not guilty of the murders, they can't, like, try him again. So it's... it's Right. Or at least in criminal court, right? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So like Double like jeopardy. like how like how OJ was found not guilty in criminal court but was found guilty in civil. Yes. Okay. 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 Double jeopardy is like something that's very interesting to me. Yeah, I may have said oh, like I understood, but that was because we've on two balls of wine. I mean, yeah, it's fine. Um we are. We definitely are. Yes. And literally Apparently, when we record after work... Literally, apparently. Literally, apparently, after work, when we record, we feel it a bit more. We do. Also, I keep thinking about... mm, I feel at work in the morning. Um, So, because of these double jeopardy charges, he was brought up on kidnapping charges with... For Helen. Yep. With the abduction of Helen. Wait. Okay. Sorry. Yep. So for this, he was convicted, and he is now in. He's currently in jail for a 30, 31 year sentence that he is serving. So, like, he confessed to it to his girlfriend. Yes. Did they later like also find evidence? I mean, I mean, I'm assuming to convict him, especially on 31 years, yes. Yeah, they must have found something, and it could have just been the old evidence used in a new way. Yeah, but honestly, to be fair, like, them finding, or them putting the time at 10.30, it could have also easily been 10. Also, Mom saying he got home around 11, it could have easily been 11.30. It's an hour and a half. That's enough time to murder, drive 18 miles, drop Helen off. Like, so, so the timing is not as strict as it may have been perceived in the first trial. Right. Well, there are, you know, he he continuously maintains his innocence. Yeah. And, you know, that the Coons family murders are officially unsolved. Like, that's what he's saying. Okay. There are other Coons family murder facts that suggest that Helen is the one who committed the murders and then killed herself uh, because she did purchase bullets a few weeks before her disappearance. But wouldn't they have found the gun near her body? I don't know. I I mean, yes. 
Because no, it's not like a gun can float herself. down the creek. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she could shoot herself in the face and then, like, throw it or hide it. I don't know. I mean, obviously... Uh, right, but... I don't know, but I I'm mean, just no saying. That would be my thought. Right, right. That the gun would literally be right next to her. If the, if if the police herself. officers hired me to be skeptical, <laughs> that would be my stance. Yeah, no, I totally, totally understand. Um, so, actually, in April of 2018... Oh, shit. Literally recently... Um, so it's been about 31 years since the murders. An article was written on the WSAW news station. And this was the one that, like, I was referencing that I looked at earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it noted that no one was ever convicted of the murders. Oh, yeah, because he... Doubled, he was convicted yeah. of the, the kidnapping. So no one was ever convicted of the murders. But the sheriff's office says that the case is closed because they're confident they know who did it and he's in custody for something else. So they are still... Fully in belief that Jacobs is the one who did it, and they got him in prison based on kidnapping, even though the first case, you know, determined he was not guilty. Okay. So, it's kind of like, did he do it? Did he not? We don't know. We don't know. He says he doesn't. He says he doesn't. He says he didn't. The sheriff's office is done looking because they say he did. Yep. Hmm. And then there's also, again, like I said, some evidence that shows maybe Helen did it and then off Yeah. So it's like this, you know, mass murder that really impacted this small town and that semi is unsolved. It depends yeah. on your perspective. It's unsolved? Question mark. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's more solved? question mark both of those mean the same thing hmm interesting all right postmortem postmortem this one's hard i'm gonna go with mine for the facts of it being a 12 year old it being still completely unsolved i mean the biggest release of evidence most recently was they found that the necklace she was wearing wasn't hers. Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that's happened in the past four years with the case. And the fact that it was such the whole town came out to find who she did. I mean, that happened with yours too, but I'm going to go with mine. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I am going to go with yours as well. And I kind of felt that way before I even started mine. Only because yours just, like, very much got to me. And, like, this poor girl and the the fact that there's just not much out there. Yeah, the fact um, that... It breaks my heart. I hope, I hope so much that someday her killer is brought to justice... But it's been 40 years and it's, I can't imagine how hard it is for the family and how hard it is to hold out for hope for that long. Yeah. Well, I will say, I ha- I, I don't give up hope on cases like this because no. of the very recent Golden State Killer discovery. Yes. Because that is something, like, that That's was true. also a 
40-year-old case. Yeah. And they fucking found that motherfucker. You know what? Fuck yes, that is true. You know what? I think you're right. Because Georgia's murderer can still very much be found and brought to justice. You're right. Very much. And so I hold out hope that, you know, clearly, if they found something in 2013, there are still mm. people that are active in this investigation. They are it's still cold, looking. but it's not... Forgotten. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, it is not forgotten. There are people that are trying and that are working on it. Fuck yes. And, like, again, but just, like, to note the whole, like, Golden State Killer thing, like, mm. that is fucking insane and fucking awesome. I... Yeah. I want more information of how they found him. I want more information. Yes, because that whole... To me, that's almost like them announcing tomorrow that they fucking found the Zodiac. Like, Which what? They did... Okay, so did oh you Oh my god, are you going to say they did and I just no, wasn't no. paying attention? No, no, no. No, because you would, you would hear this. I know. Did you see the article that... So, okay... They found the Golden State Killer yes. based on DNA evidence from a relative from one of those sites that's like 23andMe, etc. Oh. That's how they found him or found the relation in mm-hmm. order to find him. So they have started running things for some DNA that they think they have for the Zodiac Killer. I don't think I'm lying. I don't think I'm making this up. Maybe from like the but envelopes the, he sent to like yes, the newspapers and yes. stuff. Yes. That's it. Yes. They're running that DNA evidence through some of these systems to see if they can find a relative oh, to maybe shit. find him. So, like, there is actually a legit possibility that that could fucking happen. What if... Okay. So, you know how we've been... T- we, side note. Brittany and I have been talking for the past, like, maybe eight to months to a year about, like, fuck, we need to do the 23andMe for, like... Or we needed the genetic testing for, like, Christmas or something. Like, how yes. fun would that be? Yes. What if we fucking do that and then we find out the Zodiac Killer is, like, a distant relative? And us spitting in a damn tube is how they solve the Zodiac. I would feel so grateful to have contributed to something like that. I would say... so horrified. I would be horrified... I would use that opportunity, however, to have one of our interviews with CNN or whatever to be on our podcast. Because I'm a sellout bitch. So you guys are going to get to hear it first when we break this Zodiac case. I don't want to say when. (laughs) I'm not prepared to say when. I'm going to go with if. If. If we break this case wide open. Correct. And on that note... I think we're going to let y'all go. Yeah. I, yeah. This has been a pretty intense day. Pretty intense evening. Pretty intense stories all around. Fuck. This. No. This one has been intense. This one has been very intense. This wine has felt very strong. I. Yes. Even though it's not as strong as our usual like. No. Cabs, but it's, for some reason. I don't know. But yeah. Also probably because. It's a fucking... It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's, it's a fucking hump day. Uh, so, whatever day y'all are listening to this on... Dear God. If it's Wednesday, congratulations. We're with you. If it's not, you're better. Because Thursday, it's almost Friday. Friday, it's fucking Friday. The weekend, it's the weekend. Monday, you've residual in- 
energy. Tuesday, I'm sorry. That's how I view the week. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Well, um, blood and wine peeps. Until next time. XOXO. Bye. Bye.